Welcome to the Be Still My Soul podcast. This is Pastor Ray Brandon bringing daily encouragement to the church. Today we are in Unit 22, Session 2, Daily Study 2 of the Gospel Project, reading from Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 24. And that's your daily study reading. We are going to continue looking at the 10 Bible study principles, or what we call the dig and discover principles, because you're getting at Scripture, you're discovering what God's Word has for you, it's transforming your life, your heart, your family, your church, your society, as God is on the move. He's using Scripture in His people's lives, in your life today. And so we're going to continue with the principle of tone and mood. Tone and mood. And so what is tone and mood? Tone is the attitude of the author towards his topic. So tone is the attitude of the author towards his topic. Mood is the attitude of the reader in response to the author's tone. So you have two different things, like you have two different things going on. When you think about tone and mood, think about a conversation, right? So think about how um, a mother or father or a parent may talk to a child about daily chores, What kind of tone do they have? Now, I know that depends on whether or not it's the first time they've talked to the child about their daily chores, which might sound instructive and um, there isn't a whole lot of emotion, but there's some motivational tone to that. And then you have the mood of the child. Now, it depends on the child and it depends on whether it's the first time or the third time they've heard this. Um, But you might have just a a mood of, of responsiveness of maybe just like... Oh yeah, I'll get to that. I'm working on this, and there there isn't much um, of a, a mood response, so to speak. But what happens when it's the fifth time that the parent has talked to the child about this? What is the tone in the uh, the parent, and what could the mo- the mood be of that of that child? My guess is, if it's the fifth time, the tone is an attitude of motivation. If you know what I mean, the parent is really trying to motivate and and help that child understand uh, first-time obedience. Um, And the mood might be um, several things. It might be um, a recognition of the fact that they have not responded in the proper way on the first time. Um, It could be anger. It could be stubbornness is the the attitude of uh, the child in response to the parent's tone. Well, you have the same thing in the reading of Scripture. You have an author. You have an original reader, and you have a text between the two. And so it is your job to look at and discover the tone and mood of that particular text. So how does this work in your Bible study? This is really important, and it gets you thinking and gets you interacting with the text. And it really is that difference between reading and studying God's Word. Both are important, Both are necessary. So if you've got a Bible reading plan, um, don't think that you've got to stop that. It just means that when you're going through your week and you're, maybe you're, you're reading somewhere else, but you're going to study the Gospel Project text, you are going to slow down and ask yourself about tone and mood. So here's a few thoughts. Tone is embedded in every written or spoken message. So um, we have tone in all of our, our spoken or written messages. There's many types of tone. 
Um, There can be happiness or sorrow, encouragement or instruction, correction. Each can be expressed with nuance. So happiness can be expressed as well-being or joy or elation. So tone is integral to the author's message. And so we need to discern the tone in order to really get a full-orbed understanding uh, of the message. The author intentionally uses tone to create mood. So the author is doing something to create a mood um, and um, an attitude within the reader so that it, it that the reader gets this understanding throughout the message. Mood is, is important to our response, to your response. We need to consider the, the mood the author intended to create in order to process response. It's part of that transformational process or that change process that we really get mood. Sometimes the mood can be identical with the author's tone. At other times, it might be different different. So here's some questions to help you discern tone and mood. What attitude does the author express? So as you're reading through Mark chapter 5 this week, and um, you're, you're reading about Jairus, and uh, you're, um, you're reading about the, the, the woman um, who is, um, is suffering and her circumstances that are beyond her control, and what Jesus does, and the healing that takes place. Consider Mark and what kind of attitude he expresses, and then ask where and how is it revealed in the text. So, Remember about questions, there, there are good questions, there's powerful questions. So where and how is the author's tone expressed in Mark chapter 5? And then mood, what effect should the tone have, or what, what effect should the tone of the author have upon the attitude of the original readers? And, and then how should my attitude be strengthened or changed in light of the author's tone? So this very much involves you in the process of, of reading and studying the text. So think about this. Think about the book of Jonah. And you think about Jonah going to Nineveh. The overarching tone is satirical. The author puts the prophet on display uh, to ridicule his behavior and expose the distance between Jonah's heart and God's heart. And he uses mood to draw the reader towards God's heart of mercy and compassion. Jonah is from the, the, the northern tribes of Israel, and those people would not repent. And so God says, okay, you're not going to repent. I'm going to send a prophet, Jonah, who is reluctant. He is mirroring the the mood or attitude of the Israelites. And he is using that, the, the author of Jonah is using that understanding of the attitude or mood of Jonah as the attitude and mood of the original readers, which would be the Israelites. They were unrepentant. Their hearts were hard. They were far from God. And so God uses Jonah as that instrument to demonstrate this merciful heart of God who um, reaches out to offer salvation to the Ninevites. And so there are people that are changed in Nineveh, whose lives are changed in Nineveh because of Jonah, even though he's reluctant. But the issue is that mood, that attitude um, of unrepentance, um, and, and honestly, Jonah's attitude of disgust 
towards God. And we see that there in the end of the book and how it uh, uh, ends so abruptly. Um, Even as we've gone through the Holy Week and uh, the Easter season, remembering the death and resurrection of Jesus, when you read Psalm 22, um, that uh, psalm that is so prophetic, the tone there shifts from desperation to praise. The author leads us from the opening cry, an image of abandonment and ridicule and scorn. Um, The memory of of God's rescue in the past inspires his hope and confidence for the future. He praises God for the answer to his prayer in the final triumph. He will bring a king over all the world. And this creates a mood to draw the reader into that same kind of confidence in God. So this is important. Why? Why is it so important? Well, it is critical. Uh, It is critical for understanding the author's message and for aligning our response with his transformational intent. So understanding tone and mood will help us proclaim the transformational intent and shepherd ourselves and other people to the proper response. So maybe you've never considered tone and mood, um, at least in a very cognitive way. Um, I'd love for you to slow down in your passage today in Mark chapter 5, maybe reading the entire passage and consider the tone and mood and consider how the author intends for the original readers as well as you to be transformed.